Welcome to the CAFMA Connect. We've been out for the last uh, several weeks, so for those that are back watching, thank you. Uh, you can also tell that uh, Chief Freitag isn't with us this week. He is in Alaska for a conference, so we uh, wish him well and wish him warmth. But uh, it is an honor to be back, and I'm blessed to be back in the, the room again. I've been out for a little while, so Chief Freitag assigned me to be in here. The nice thing is I get to uh, pick uh, who comes in with me, so <laughs> Debbie – Thank you for coming in. With us Thank this you. week, we have uh, Dr. Debbie Ritterbush from Start Moving On. And I. we also, this is the first time, Kathy, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, for the first time we have a dog, Dory. We do. Is with us also. It is the first, I believe. Can you see Dory? Yeah. Yes, you can yeah. see her. Yeah. She's here today. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Welcome, Dory. Uh, actually, Dory's going to lead the second half, so this would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. With that... Um, I know Kathy's going to keep us uh, on track here for uh, 15 minutes or less. But, uh, Debbie, I just real quick, as we start diving in to some of the topic this week, um, how'd you get into? Obviously, you're, you, you are, we've made a contract with you yes. for counseling and services, and a lot of our folks already you know, know who you are and everything. But um, what got you into trauma counseling, tra- counseling for first responders? And uh, obviously, our contract even now. What, yeah. what got you into it? Well, we've been contracted now for about a year and a half. And if we go back in history a little bit of start moving on, um, we started. I started my practice in 2013. I moved up to uh, Prescott from Gilbert to work at Embry Riddle University to be their um, counseling director. And I did that for many years. And then in 2013, I started a small private practice. And of course, the fire hit that year. And so the Yarnell fire. Yeah, okay. So that really was the beginning of the catalyst of who we are today. Okay. Um, we started out by, there was just two of us and we belonged to the Arizona Trauma Recovery Network. And we would do pro bono work for all over Arizona if there was a disaster. Mm. So of course that year, everybody came up and helped us. And we began to help people running for their lives, houses sure. burning down. And yeah. then after about a year, firefighters okay, and other first responders, as well as family members and city workers. And today we're yeah. still helping people with Yarnell Fire. So as the, as the uh, years progressed, we just became more and more first responders. Okay. And so uh, I would say the fire became our passion, you know, after helping people through that Yarnell Fire. And then today, uh, contracting with several agencies, including CAFMA, and CAFMA um, Which for about a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that real quick. Obviously, we just hit the 10-year anniversary of yes. the, the Granite Mountain uh, fire. Um, so obviously, it sounds like that was a big catalyst for mm-hmm. your you know involvement in the fire service and everything. Um, since we've made that you know kind of agreement, a year and a half, mm-hmm. it's been a long year and a half. Yeah. I feel yeah. like we've uh, you know navigated a number of things. Mm-hmm. Um, including the loss of two firefighters. Um, but the partnership has been huge, uh, in my opinion, just in our ability to navigate through those and the support that you've provided for me personally, the agency um, has been very good. So thank you for that. Yeah. But how has um, since kind of that year and a half, how has yeah. your your uh, practice grown and changed? Well, in about eight months ago, 
we decided we could not continue to grow at the rate we were growing because we were trying to help uh, Yavapai County first responders and our civilians at the same time. So eight months ago, we made the decision to turn away civilians other than our first responder families Mm -hmm. and move our civilian clients out to other counselors in town. So at this moment, all we serve are first responders and their families. And so we're really excited to do that. There's 11 of us. We will be at 12 real soon, counselors, and we just love being able to do all the different things that we can do to take care of the entire family. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and just real quick, speaking of family, we have, uh, I don't want to forget, yes. we have a several dates, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, that are, I think, important to pass along. You want to pass along the, those two dates? Yeah, don't forget September 30th, Saturday is um, CAFMA's Partners Academy, which is held every year. We'll have a lot of great activities for the partners of our CAFMA employees. Um, so I want to encourage everybody to come to CARTA from 9 to 2 on the 30th of September. Yep. And then because we want to take care of your entire families, we're putting on a firefighter couples conference. Um, it is on October 20th. We start at 5 p.m. and we'll be meeting for a few hours Friday night. And then on Saturday, October 21st, it'll be a full day from 9 to 5. We expect it to be a lot of fun, believe yeah. it or not, doing couples counseling <laughs> or partners <laughs> well, counseling. Good. Yeah. Um, because the stuff that couples go through or partners sure. go through, everybody goes through. Yes. Yes. And so it, we're just going to really have a good time helping everybody understand how they interact with their partners. So yeah. we're encouraging everybody to sign up by just going to our website, startmovingon.com, or to call into the office at 928-910-5145 and reserve a spot. Um, it'll take place in Prescott this year at the One Church. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah so we've got uh, that facility, and we expect um, to have a really good time. Good. Um, like I said, we really care about the families because we have found that uh, firefighters and your employees do much better when their families are doing well. Oh, absolutely not. And, and I, I think that certainly, you know, I can speak from my own experience as well. We don't always know the impact of what we bring home. Yes. And we can even try to shield sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, we can try to protect um, and we can try to share because, mm-hmm. they, you know, they want to they know sometimes what, maybe not the gory details, but like what are you battling through? Yeah. You don't realize all the time what um, you share with them mm-hmm. um, or what burdens they carry with you. Okay. And so I think this is a great opportunity to mm-hmm. bring both together and, and have some of the conversation. Yeah. Uh, turns out um, – Marriage is tough sometimes. <laughs> and uh, so I think this is a great, you know, opportunity just to go beyond just the individual mm-hmm. and look at the whole family, which I think is awesome. So yeah. thank you for doing that. Yes. Besides uh, kind of those events, what other uh, services do you provide to start moving on for someone, you know, whether it's our, mm-hmm. you know, a CAFMA member or another first responder? What services do you provide? So it's kind of really exciting, the partnership that we have because of the benefits that you already provide your employees. Um, we are in long relationships with those those companies. Yeah. So we're able to just kind of be um, – uh, the one-stop shop where you guys can just not even worry about all the different benefits. If you need mental health services or any kind of family counseling, couples counseling, mm-hmm. trying to pass a test, yeah. you know, um, for uh, movement up the chain, sure. whether it's the engineer test, the paramedic test, if you're struggling on anything like that, we'll help you. Um, 
And you don't have to know a bunch of phone numbers. You just have to go yeah. to startmovingon.com and click up in the right hand corner to the CAFMA button or call us yeah. to make an appointment. And that includes even if you don't want to see somebody at Start Moving On as your mental health oversight, we're going to make sure, sure. everybody gets where they need to get yeah. um, and that uh, they can use their benefits so it doesn't cost anything. Yeah. No, and I, I think um, I think you've made it as easy as possible these days for folks to be able to just, even on their own, uh, access the information mm -hmm. and at least start the process. And uh, the services you've helped us, I mean, anywhere from obviously helping somebody with counseling mm -hmm. uh, through, you know, like I say, getting through an engineer's test yes. or a captain's test or, uh, you know, maybe a failed promotion, mm -hmm. um, all the way to helping us get folks to Maryland, um, yes. you know, for 40 days of you know, inpatient treatment. So mm -hmm. you've helped uh, on all aspects of that, which has been awesome. And uh, one thing I want to say on the podcast, because uh, this came up the other day in conversation, uh, return the work agreements. Yes. Um, you know, there was kind of a negative feeling for mm -hmm. those from return the work agreements. And I think it's important to, to for people to understand not everybody who goes and gets treatment has right. a return the work agreement. Right. Um, some of those are a partner with the individuals who have had maybe a more uh, significant event where we are partnering with them to help them be accountable for mm -hmm. what happened. Um, but not everybody who goes and gets treatment or goes no. to the center gets return to work agreement. Yeah. It's uh, specific and we work with you yes. on what that looks like at the end. So just a quick yeah. note to our own personnel. It's not always don't, – don't make that a hindrance to getting, getting help. help. Yeah, I think that's really important to know because those are very rare. Yeah. Um, we're not uh, contracted by you to decide if people are fit for duty or whether or not they should be off an engine. Um, we're here to support your employees yeah. and their families yeah. and whatever they need to get back to work and to meet their own personal goals. So that includes – you're right. Uh, it might be somebody who needs a higher level of care. And I'm going to just kind of uh, ping pong off of what you said. Uh, you can get help at a higher level of care without having an addiction problem. Yeah. Yeah. That is what's so amazing about your union and about the fire service is that you have this ability to go to a class A treatment center yeah. for yeah. any kind of acute stress or PTSD, and you don't have to have an addiction and we've been so fortunate between the CAFMA charities and the Prescott charities and the 100 Club yeah. to actually make that painless and free to get rid of any blocks or barriers sure. that somebody would have to come in and get help if they're struggling. Yeah. And I think it's important, uh, you know, one thing to mention that September is uh, Suicide Awareness Month. Um, and uh, to also recognize that, uh, you know, we are coming up on an anniversary of the loss of uh, Captain Zach Fields. Mm -hmm. um, I know there's going to be an event planned uh, by Captain Kuykendall and the family on October 2nd um, at Carta, uh, just kind of a remembrance and a ceremony. Um, but with that, you know, sometimes I think there's a fear for people to discuss uh, yeah. suicide, um, you know, and, and if somebody is struggling, I think there's sometimes a fear to ask somebody, you know, are yeah. you struggling with suicide? Are you struggling with suicidal ideations uh, from a clinical perspective? Like, mm -hmm. is it dangerous to have a conversation, open conversation with somebody in regards to their struggle with suicide? No, not at all. Most people that are suicidal or having ideation or considering even suicide want somebody to know. Yeah. Um, it's a hard conversation. Mm -hmm. I don't, I kind of contribute it to our culture. We don't talk about death. Sure. 
And we don't talk about suicide. It's just kind of a hidden thing. But the more we can bring it out in the open, the more that we can learn to ask each other if we're okay. Yeah. Um, and even asking the question, do you feel like you want to harm yourself? Yes. Um, I have never seen anyone who's suicidal ever not want to tell you that they're suicidal. Yes. Yeah. So usually it's us that yes. are having a hard time yeah. asking the question. Having but the, the suicidal yeah. person yeah. definitely wants somebody to know and help them, but they just usually remain silent. So when we see somebody changing, we need to ask, we need to say something if yes. we see something. And I think, um, like I say, go back to our culture. We mm -hmm. see so much death yeah. um, and suicide in the mm -hmm. fire service. Uh, and for myself, even, I watched a, a woman who was involved in the first, in, as her first responder, watched her take her life in front of me. Mm -hmm. So we see all levels of that. I think that's why it leads to a harder conversation, yes. but at the same time, a necessary conversation, especially mm -hmm. when you see someone who has changed or someone who is struggling. Um, obviously, it's not – you don't want to just go around asking everybody. It's someone you have a relationship with and uh, you see something in them. Yes. And uh, so I think that's a, a good thing for folks to remember is mm -hmm. a lot of times the barrier is not on the person who is struggling. It's on the person yes. there sitting next to them. Uh, the barrier exists with us. You know, I'm willing to ask yeah. the question. Going back to the Mighty Oaks, um, you know, that's it's a big part of, you know, the Mighty Oaks is. And asking that question yes. um, is a big part of that. And one of the things that we do also is we watch a video um, from the other side, um, a spouse who mm. – you know, lost her husband to suicide yeah. and she provides her perspective. Um, it's a hard video to watch, but at the end, it opens up a lot of dialogue yeah. with people that uh, have been struggling with it. So if you are, um, seek help and uh, yeah. there's there's options for yes. that. So. Um, there are a lot of options for that. First of all, one of the other things that we're doing with CAFMA is, is uh, not just developing, but enhancing your peer support team. Yeah. I yeah. noticed in every station, there is a list of peers. CAPMA yep. um, has a great peer team led by Rob Zuzueta. If anybody needs help navigating anybody through this process or that you have any concerns that someone's suicidal, Rob would be a great person to call or anybody on that list. Um, we are on call 24-7 for CAFMA. Yeah. So if you're really concerned, just talk to your captain um, or one of the peers, and you can get a hold of us 24-7 if you need us to come out, if you feel you're in over your head or not sure what to do. Yeah. If you're afraid somebody's not doing well, there's a way to get a hold of us instantly. Yeah. No, very good. Um, with that, that's all we got. Okay. We're going to close it down before Kathy uh, jumps on me. But for all those who watch, thank you for watching. Uh, thank Chief you. Freitag will be back next week. Thank you, Debbie, for Thanks coming for on invite. with us. Yes. Thank you, Dory, yeah. for uh, being a support during this time. And uh, <laughs> don't forget to like and subscribe. And Chief Freitag uh, will be back next week. Thank you, everybody. Have a great week. Thank you.